Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, Wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Megan, a lot has changed since my boys started solids, but one thing hasn't. Parents are always looking for delicious options that deliver the most nutrition as affordably as possible. We all want what's best for our kids. Which is why we're so thrilled to share Amara Organic Foods. Their baby foods deliver all of the taste, textures, and nutrients of fresh purees with the convenience of an on-the-go powder. Yes, powder. Amara is a small company making big changes in the baby food space. When founder Jessica realized that by removing the water content from fresh foods, she could retain all of their nutrients and flavor without having to boil them to death, she partnered with an infant nutritionist to turn these super powders into a less processed, more affordable baby food option. You just add water, breast milk, or formula to your Amara baby food powder, mix, and serve. This allows you to customize the texture of your baby's meal, which is ready in seconds. All of this and Amara is 100% organic, non-GMO, and plant-based without any added preservatives or sugars. In fact, Amara has 50% less natural sugar than leading brands and still costs less than $2 a meal. It's no wonder that Amara was voted best baby food by the bump, good housekeeping, and what to expect. Learn more at amaraorganicfoods.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and get 25% off their online shop using our exclusive code 
feed you 25. That's feed you 25 for 25% off any purchase at amaraorganicfoods.com slash D-I-J-F-Y short for didn't I just feed you. If I was going to tell you to buy any one product, I wouldn't even have you spend money on sprinkles. If you get a set of nesting heart cutters, then like cheese and crackers can become Valentine's theme. It just makes everything fun and easy. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Guys, we're so excited. Today, we're going to go back to our mama roots, and we're going to talk about cute and easy treats for kids. We'll be focusing on Valentine's Day because that's coming up quickly. But honestly, the point is to keep the treats cute and simple, no PhD in crafting required. So these are going to be treats that you can make any time of the year, anytime you need to bring a little food joy into your life. Speaking of joy... A quick weekly reminder (laughs) that we have the best community on the internet and we want you to be part of it. There's a free area that absolutely anyone can join with just an email address. And then there's a supporting group that gives you more access to recipe ideas, private Q and A's with both of us, as well as exclusive episodes every month and a quarterly cocktail hour with a huge giveaway. And if you can't join our community or become a supporting member right now, you can always support Didn't I Just Feed You by leaving a rating and a review. It just takes a minute and it's really helpful and nice. It'd make a great Valentine's Day gift. Oh, yes. For your Galentines, your Palentines, (laughs) Stacey and Megan. (laughs) Last reminder, if you're new to listening to Didn't I Just Feed You and you go back to old episodes, we mentioned a private Facebook group. The Facebook group no longer exists. The free Kajabi community is the best place to get connected with us. And ask for recipe ideas, product ideas, whatever you need from us, which is me trying to segue into talking about cute Valentine's Day treats. We have a whole past episode about classroom treats ahead of Valentine's Day. But man, that was two, three years ago. Yeah, I think it's the world feels different now. Yeah. And also, I don't think we're allowed to bring classroom treats. Are you not allowed to bring classroom cheese? Well, my kids are in middle school and high school, so they're, so they don't no, they're anyways. not. They don't do it. We are allowed to bring treats for birthdays right now, but they have to be store-bought and individually wrapped. Yeah, that makes sense. So I do have a couple of recommendations for those kind of treats. Great, let's start. Let's start there. Yeah, and then I'm also thinking about how valentine's day is on a monday this year so the weekend before like the 12th and 13th which actually will be the weekend coming up when this episode airs is like a good time for like doing holiday stuff with your kids and so you might want to get into like doing some baking and stuff so we won't necessarily be just talking about stuff for classrooms at all it'll be like stuff that's worth your time making and i was really inspired like in both like in a negative way Tell us more. What do you buy the latest parents magazine? It's like their February issue. They have a whole spread about like creating a chocolate factory in your house. And one of the things they do is like make chocolate bars with your kids, which like you guys tempering chocolate is not hard, but I would absolutely (laughs) never, you couldn't pay me enough money to temper chocolate with my kids. 
Okay, so this is really, really interesting because Valentine's Day is not a big deal in my house. It actually never was, even when the kids were little. Like I'd get some treats and oh my gosh, (laughs) making classroom Valentines used to be the bane of my existence because- I love it so much. I can't believe you're saying that. because I loved it. My kids don't give a (laughs) So I have these- two boys who fall into that, I guess, stereotypical. I remember years where I got glitter and I don't get glitter easily because I'm a neat freak, but I was like, let's do it like scissors. And I set up a whole crafting station in the dining room and it would be the most miserable thing because neither of my boys cared at all. Yeah. And then they were like, just buy something. And then, okay, after two years of trying crafts, I would just buy like pre-made Valentines. And like the first year I bought them, I like got them from minted and splurged and spent a little more money to get cute ones. And I was like, okay, now let's sign these. And they were like, we don't want to sit and sign anything. And I was like, what? You're like, I'm giving you the bare minimum to do. They are literally like, we don't care. (laughs) Like, we don't care. So it eventually, as they got older and older, it was just like less hard pancakes. Yeah. Less or like me buying them a candy bar, cart candy, and just being like, I love you in the morning. But this tempering chocolate thing, now that they're older, I don't think Isaac would care or be interested. But to scratch my like cute holiday itch. Tempering chocolate is actually something that Oliver might be interested in doing with me because he really doesn't care about the cutesy thing as much. Right. But like that might feel like a skill like, oh, we're going in the kitchen and we're going to do something a little. He might feel like it's a little more complicated or advanced. Like right. we're going to make like chocolate some, bars. There's definitely like math and science yeah. involved in it. Yes. So maybe that's an older kid thing. Okay. That's fair. Maybe, so maybe I won't hate on parents so much. I did bookmark. <laughs> They're sprinkled truffles, which I was like, oh, truffles are actually like really gr- a yeah, really great on my list. to make with kids. It is on my list as well. But I think there are two things here. One, I am, Ella turned 10 in January and I'm like at that thing where at this like point where I feel like not like I can see the end, but like I feel like time is ticking a little bit yeah. and I want to be doing more with my kid, like kids than I eat, like I used to when they were younger, whether it's just like cooking with them or doing more like of their Kiwi Co stuff with them. And for me, Valentine's is kind of like the opportunity to get a holiday do over. Not that like it's ever as big as like a Christmas or New Year's or anything, but like it's it to me feels like a sweet and cozy holiday that has low expectations so it's actually like really fun to do stuff to celebrate it i get that i mean that's not like that doesn't reflect my natural feelings about the holiday but it is true that the winter holidays in december and january especially because both of us have kids with birthdays right after New Year's. It's so, you're so depleted by the end that sometimes even by the time both of us celebrate Christmas, not everybody does, but Christmas and then Kwanzaa are like the end and then New Year's. By the time you get to that part of the holiday season, you're just like (laughs) so spent And as much as you're like trying to take joy out of it, it gets really easy to just be exhausted through the whole thing. So like having this break in January and then this like quieter holiday 
that you're supposed to just focus on like the ones you really love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, it feels very home and cozy. I do. I get that. Yes. And it's like, almost like, I wish we could make that a little bit bigger. And like, let's spread that joy out. Like, let's not pack it all into like six weeks in November <laughs> yeah. and December. And then like, wait again until the spring holidays. Totally. Like, let's, let's, let's have like one monthly holiday. So there's that part of it where it's like, I actually really enjoy Valentine's Day. I had a friend um, who worked for Shop Sweet Lulu, Stevie, who she always sent out, like she never sent holiday cards, but she sent Valentine's cards oh, every year. Oh, that's sweet. And she was like, Valentine's is actually the best time to do sugar cookies. Like it is fun to make them and decorate them with your kids. You get a more like limited color palette. So they turn out more cute and can be good for gift giving. So I kind and I kind of love that. But there's also this like overarching idea for me that I want to talk about, Stacy. I know you're on board with this, which is didn't I just feed you really puts us in a position to be recipe recommending experts. And when I read the parents thing and they're like, oh, you should make chocolate bars with your kids with like rose petals and stuff, I'm like, no, you should not. You should make the truffles for sure. And like I think that uh, one of the things I'd love to continue to do in 2022 is just like really be explicit about saying, this is a didn't I just feed you approved recipe idea. This is something that if you make it with your, if you make it for dinner, you're, everyone's going to enjoy it. Or like, if you make this with your kids, you're not going to cry because of the sprinkles on the floor or yeah. because it didn't or, turn okay, out. I do want to be careful that we <laughs> guarantee those things. Yeah. Fair. Only because fair like every family is so different and has such a different like taste and budget and temperament and like I think that's part of what I think you and I work so hard to do that when we were in the position of working for magazines and sites and we had editors and SEO and there were all these other pressures that you have to consider because you're being hired to do something right right you may not take into consideration because you're also thinking about like clicks and what's going to visually look great here. We can think about time, budget, temperament, and make a bunch of recommendations that we think like, we're not sure that this is going to, any of these are going to work for everybody, but like these all fall within being reasonable, knowing what it's like being a parent in the trenches. And we can make like suggest tips. We can make recommendations about like how we would each individually approach it if we were making it with our family. And I also really value that you do have the perspective of older kids where you can be like, yeah, I'm definitely not tempering chocolate with my kids, but you might do it with Oliver and that might be really fun. And so there's like some age recommendations. Totally. So that works for his age. It also works for the fact that he really loves to cook. It works for the fact that he has a mega, mega sweet tooth. Like it wouldn't have worked for Isaac when Isaac was 12. Right. So it's interesting. I love this. I want to hit pause on all the like parenting kid talk for just literally two minutes and talk about our partners like it's valentine's day at all for you about you and brian no (laughs) so quick and definitive it's not like in a mean or aggressive way but i've always had the very like pragmatic maybe it's a little scorpio 
vibe of like, if you love me, you better freaking love me every single day. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Maybe not every minute of every day and you better like show it. So like we do family, we always have done family stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like even before we had kids, it was just cozy. Like we would do stuff at home. Maybe we'd have a more special dinner, but like, that's it. We don't exchange cards. I don't expect gifts or flowers or anything like yeah. that. What about you and Mike? Yeah, no, it's very Leo. Since you said it's very Scorpio. I do also <laughs> expect all year round, but like I'll take, I'll grab any opportunity For- to be like spoiled and adored. Okay. Also, I, I have said to Mike that part of how he treats me feels to me like a model for our yes. boys for how they'll treat their partner and hey listen the opposite is true too like how i treat mike is really important for my kids to see because that also informs like how do you treat a partner and how they can expect to be treated and vice versa but uh i don't know does that sound old fashioned i feel like as i'm saying it out loud it sounds old fashioned but anyway i i feel like I want my boys to think about their partners as someone that they should spoil because I like being spoiled. I don't think that's old fashioned at all. At all, I think it's actually very sweet and a, and an awareness too of their ages, where they're at, like and what they're flowers. learning. Yeah, and I do typically give Mike a card, and I do think that mostly like that was the extent of it. But I do like to have. It's not even about Valentine's Day. But I feel like if I'm going to mark this day with the kids and the family and it it's about love, I also want to take a moment to mark it with Mike. Yeah. And just to like have a sweet moment with him as well, just because I don't want it to just always be about the kids and just be like, hey, I love you too. And you're special also, not just these boys. That might also be informed by Mike's personality. Mike has always been a like... Hey kids, move aside and give me space. I need time with mom too. Yes, there is a meme. I'm going to try and find it that Brian has shared with me where maybe it's a meme. I don't know. Maybe it's a real, but this idea of like being so obsessed with your, with each other, like in a loving way that you find it annoying. And I think our kids both feel like that. Like he'll sometimes, he'll be like, I just need you to know how much I adore your mom. Yes. Mike does stuff he'll like do that. He'll do the same, like he'll do the same thing where he's like, oh, yeah. like joking with Emmett. He's like, oh, don't steal all of my hugs. I yeah. want, some, you know, like I want some of mom's hugs too. And I love that. And I do think that it's important that we model that for our kids in whatever way we feel like is appropriate, not just on Valentine's Day. Too. I have to say that this is reminding me that the other weekend, this is going to make it sound like Mike isn't totally into the boys too, which is not true. No, but I not. did. We had a moment the other day where he and I were driving alone and I was like, are you kind of excited at the idea of it being you and me again alone yeah. in however many years? It's actually kind of a long time. I feel like it's around the corner because Isaac just started it's high like school. It's like at least but six years. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not. All it's of like not. Of yeah. And he was like, I mean, I'm going to be completely devastated when the boys are not in the house anymore, but like, yeah, kind of like, yeah, would that be cool? And it's, and I, I have the same feeling, but he's much more in touch with that feeling about being alone with me than I am because I can get very, very wrapped up in the boys. Yeah. I don't think that's bad. No, 
I mean, I can't even talk about Isaac leaving for college and it's still literally years away. <laughs> I can instantly start crying. I will um, be destroyed. Is it an appropriate time to say we talked about this in our a listeners group episode recently? No, I think that's great. Where we talked about how we really feel about our kids yeah. and about parenting and stuff and it's really good. So if you if you need another reason to join our supporting community, that is a great episode yeah. to join. Two for. bonus episodes, full length. We used to call them minis, and we realized we they're are not never, full. they're never minis. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back to classroom. Can we go to classroom? I, yes. Can we actually? Because we spent a long time, not a long time, a decent amount of time talking about how we feel about Valentine's Day, why we think it's, why we're making a whole episode about it. Like, so let's take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor, and then we'll jump back in with classroom ideas. Last year, both Stacy and I discovered Nutrafol, a supplement that supports healthy hair growth by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. We've been so thrilled with the results that in 2022, we want to make sure every woman knows about Nutrafol, because as it turns out, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through seasons when hair loss and thinning are normal, like postpartum and premenopausal, and all the times in between. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, and more than 1,500 doctors recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. Most importantly, Nutrafol is 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages, so you get the most reliable results. And major bonus, you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and my favorite, better skin and nails. No matter your stage in life or whether you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, hormonal changes, overstyling, or some other reason, there's a Nutrafol product for you. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for personalized product recommendations. Grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code D-I-J-F-Y to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus get free shipping on every order. That's $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code D-I-J-F-Y. Okay, Stacey, you said your kids are not taking classroom treats Correct. this year, but it might be a good time, a good opportunity to just talk about like what, what you would have taken in years past or sent to school. Oh, Lord. Uh, I know. What have I done? I've definitely done brownies. I mean, the important thing is that they are allergy friendly. So Rice Krispie treats are like the gold standard. I know you feel yes. that way too. And you'll talk about that very more. strongly about Rice Krispie treats. Yes. Brownies, although sometimes like there have been years when Oliver had kids in his class who were had an egg allergy. Mm -hmm. So that isn't always the best. Oreos are an allergy free fun thing because you can also do so much with them like now that everything has to be individually wrapped, I think that's a, like, I think that's, that would be my number one grab. But if, when I used to be able to make treats, like dipping them and then, um, s'mores, like homemade sheet pan s'mores, where you just like 
lay a bunch of graham crackers, put the marshmallow broil sandwich, and then dip completely or halfway in candy melts. And you can get white or red or pink to go with the theme. But if it's another time of year, you can do whatever else. And then sprinkles. Oliver loves those. We'll link to our recipe and a like quick little how-to on my site. But um, I used to make those a lot for Valentine's Day. And one year, Oliver even asked for those as his birthday classroom treat. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, he likes yeah. them. Oh, and chocolate, of course. But yeah, chocolate, I didn't say it. But and I just want to say in terms of the allergy friendly chocolate, Enjoy Life chocolate is actually really, really good, even if you think you don't like allergy friendly foods. <laughs> when <laughs> Isaac couldn't do dairy, we used to get Enjoy Life chocolate like chunks and bars and chips. And I found them to be excellent. Yes. I have them on my list to recommend too oh, great. because they're vegan and they were, it's like, you wouldn't even know that they're vegan. Like whether you throw them in a cookie recipe, whether you use them for chocolate totally. dipping, they're, they're excellent. I'm so glad you mentioned Oreos. I think we might've talked about this somewhere else recently, but like when I was struggling with what to send Emmett for his classroom treat for his birthday this fall, you recommended Oreos as an option. And then they had like themed they were Pokemon themed individual oh, packages of the minis at the grocery store. So definitely like now's the time to be looking, but I bet like Target, your yeah. Megamart has some sort of like Valentine's themed individually packed Oreo treat. And this is maybe more like a dressing up a, a store-bought thing for your kids at home, but we love to take Oreos and dip them in either chocolate or candy melts, like you're suggesting, but also put them like on a popsicle stick. It kind of feels like a cake pop, yes. but with way less effort. And also I don't really like cake pop. Okay. I'm so glad you brought up cake pops. We're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to like labor the point but yes. I couldn't agree with you more I made cake pops one year and I was like this is this is taking way too much of my time that's all it's I'll a, say about it it's a lot of effort and I just actually like on a personal note I don't like the texture of them I kind of love the texture that like weird dense like chewy texture but it can be overly sweet and it just really was too much time even if you like them like Buy one at Starbucks and I'm, call it a day. That is exactly what I was going to say. I was like, if you like cake pops, like definitely treat yourself, treat yourself. <laughs> but that's not something I'm going to suggest that you make with your kids. Okay. Another store-bought idea is they're made good. Like oh, all of their products yes. are allergy friendly. And we have for Halloween, like deep in our Instagram, we'll link to it in show notes where we like chocolate dip them and made them into ghosts, but they would be really cute. Like you could use their bars or their rice crispy treat product and make something cute at home or just send those straight up for school. And they have a new product that's like a sprinkle, uh, like a granola bar with chocolate and sprinkles on it. That would be super cute. To that's send adorable. To I love that. And then also I want to shout these out because last year you recommended them for Halloween candy and we bought some and they're so good and they come back again for holidays or mm -hmm. i'm always gonna mess it up tony's chocolonies yeah that's it yeah they they're make my like favorite minis for holidays and that would be a great classroom treat to send i just have to give a shout out to this brand i know that there are a lot of ethical chocolate brands fair that trade, have popped up yes fair trade organic tony chocolonies 
is really trying to scale that model and like Mm -hmm. is really trying to go up against the big companies where it's not just fair trade, but it's also slave free chocolate. Also, their chocolate is just delicious. Their bars are, you know me, I love a chocolate bar. I feel like it's my favorite little like pantry treat for myself. They have so many awesome flavors. And you know how a Hershey's bar has those like little square sections called a pip? Uh, Tony's Chocolonies, they have like a weird shape. So if you crunch it up into those like shapes, you can have like the little sneaky bite while you're cooking dinner. That's a small piece that came out of that <laughs> or the like bigger piece that you're going to eat while you're watching a TV show. I don't, I, I just love, love that. it. That makes me love you so much. Because <laughs> I actually really like it too, but I have to say that I'm not a huge chocolate person. So when I want chocolate, it's like always at the same time and I want the same little bite. And sometimes I get annoyed and I love that you're like chocolate fits into your life in so many different ways that you're like, this is perfect. There's a a pip size for every moment when I might want chocolate. That's yeah. so joyful. Those and are my priorities. Makes me happy. I that is it. my I food it. joy. Okay. And then thinking about like store-bought things that you can just grab and dress up for with your kids at home, not classroom treats anymore. I think you could go back and listen to the old episode that's specifically about classroom treats and get even more ideas. But we, I will say again and again and again, this is just like a didn't I just feed you principle. Melting chocolate and letting your kids go hog on it is hands down like one of the easiest things that you can do with them. It's fun. It's pretty easy cleanup, especially if you put down a sheet of parchment paper underneath everything and it can work for literally any season. We like the easy candy melts from fancy sprinkles, but like honestly, just even store-bought chocolate chips and you can add a little bit of coconut oil or a little bit of shortening to make it more like a chocolate coating that sets sort of soft and it's really fun. A pound of chocolate, which is 12 ounces, is Mm -hmm. a bag of chocolate chips. That bag plus one tablespoon of coconut oil or shortening is all you need. And like I just incorporate it the shortening, like while I'm melting the chocolate in the microwave. And yeah, spoiler, I don't use a double boiler when I'm melting stuff with my kids. Same. Because it takes longer and 30 second to 15 second intervals in your microwave and stirring in between will get them melted faster and with less fuss. Love it. And there's so much you can do. I have a bunch of treats on my list that use that. And also if you have any leftover, which by the way, you won't, it's just keep it in a little (laughs) squeeze jar or a little jar that you can use to pour onto like ice cream at night. It's basically magic shell. Yes, right? Yeah. Although Magic Shell, I think, is a little bit more short. Like, oh, does it? More shortening. Yeah, like two to three tablespoons. Okay, instead. well, there you go. Now but, you guys have the ratios. Yeah, like if you use half of the the chocolate coating and you want to just like, one, reheat it to move it into that storage container so it's a little bit looser, yep. then that's the time to just add a couple more scoops of Great. coconut oil or shortening Love and it. then Magic Shell on hand because I like the magic shell version for frozen fruit pieces yeah which is on my list where you can like take a kiwi or something in a little heart cookie cutter and cut it and then dip that in the magic shell and freeze it yes and it's so cute okay so 
really quickly, you dip frozen fruit yeah. in chocolate. I really want to do marshmallows this year. I don't know why, but I just feel like that would be really fun. I'm probably right. going to buy artisan made. I'm not going to make my own marshmallows, even though I think that that's really fun. I'm going to buy some locally, but I wanted to shout out because we've been talking about allergies, Dandy's marshmallows, which are vegan and they are so great. They work just as well for Rice Krispie treats, for cocoa, whatever you like highly recommend as a brand to buy. And like Cece said, the Enjoy Life chocolate chip. So you could do dandies and Enjoy Life and you could have a vegan allergy-friendly treat. That would be so easy. And then the other thing that I'm going to recommend as a store-bought is brownies. And this will segue into us making stuff at home. But like box brownies are really great, you guys. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's true. Yes. What's your favorite brand? Okay, I hands down, like we did extensive taste testing at Kitchen and the Ghirardelli chocolate, like mm. any of their brownies are really good and I highly recommend them. I don't know if they have like a gluten-free or dairy-free version of the Ghirardelli box brownies. I haven't been in a, a grocery store recently looking for them, but maybe our listeners will chime in if they do. Otherwise, I was going to recommend the Simple Mills almond flour brownie mix as something that's gluten-free. It does call for eggs to make it, but you could also use like a flax egg or like a just egg product as a substitute to make it dairy-free. And they're really delicious and really easy and, and also easy to find. And then... I want to also shout out that brownies can be something easy to make at home. And like, how often do you make brownies, Stacey? Um, I don't think I've made brownies in at least a year. <laughs> right? Like, it's I don't one make of those them things that everyone's like, oh, like chocolate chip cookies, brownies. Yeah, I make chocolate like, chip cookies much more frequently. Same, same. And I was just thinking about how the last time I made brownies was like, in 2020, when my brother's dad came yeah. to visit us when we lived in Boise, so like so long ago, and my kids went ham over them. And I was like, why aren't I making brownies more? They're actually easier than chocolate chip cookies, too. I They're think like so. really easy because when yeah. I make brownies, I just do it all in one bowl, too. Right? Like yeah. there's, there's that. There's two really great things about brownies. One is there's like a cocoa brownie where you don't even have to have like actual chocolate yep. in the house. If you have cocoa powder, flour, sugar, butter, eggs, you are good to go on a brownie recipe. And then there's like a little bit more effort brownies where you like melt chocolate and butter together. But like you said, you can do that all in one bowl. And that feels like very high effort or like low effort, high reward, especially if you're using like a chocolate brownie recipe. Do you have a preference? Because I've always, I feel like when I make brownies, I'm wanting the simplest thing that I can do. So I really rarely, I have made brownies by melting chocolate, but I rarely, rarely do that. Yeah. And I have found that when you really want something elevated, but it's a recipe that just calls for cocoa, using a higher quality cocoa can be really great and make it feel very special. So in my pantry, I almost always have both black cocoa and double Dutch dark cocoa, which is a mm -hmm. combination of black cocoa and Dutch process from King Arthur flour. The black cocoa, it like yields a chocolate like that dark, almost black like Oreo, Oreo flavor. Yes. flavor. It's that yeah. Oreo cookie. Yes. 
double dark cocoa is like a little bit in between, but it is, it's more towards that Oreo, but it's not quite as intense. And it's a, it, it feels a little bit sweeter ultimately to me. And I feel like making a very, very simple brownie that doesn't require you to melt chocolate with one of those yields something so delicious and indulgent. I 1000% agree. Oh, good. I'm going to, whenever t- I get your like baker's yes. approval, I feel very proud You're of like, myself. Run with it. Yeah. Uh, can I TMI yeah, and what? say that black cocoa has a slightly laxative effect? So you want to be <laughs> aware of that for how many, how much brownies you're making. <laughs> and sometimes it's better to use black cocoa, like 50-50 with another type of cocoa to mitigate those effects for your family. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Ask me how I know. I, well, no, we won't. <laughs> I had to develop a Halloween haunted house, like instead of a gingerbread house, yes. a haunted house for yes. kitchen one. So like, I was like making like graham cracker type cookies yes, with black like hundred, hun- like <laughs> 10 times and we were eating them. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Brian and the kids were like, what is happening? <laughs> we've, never, we've never eaten enough black cocoa to know, but I'm so... Yeah, I I'm think they shared this. Yes, I think it takes like you'd have to probably eat like six brownies in a sitting, but just I feel just like I need to. Since I've learned that information, I feel like yes, I need to that share would be, it. It would be yes. as often as possible. <laughs> I feel like it brings you kind of joy to share it with us too. <laughs> I think we should share a brownie recipe with our audience in the newsletter this week. I agree with you. Okay. Because I think like whether you make brownie bites or whether you just bake a batch of brownies, you could do brownies and like put a layer of frosting and sprinkles on them. And that would feel really festive for It can be like Valentine's. pink frosting. You pink can frosting, use more chocolate. Yes, totally. yes 100%. Which actually I'm going to pause on the recipes for one second because okay. I think this also brings us to something that I want people to find time to buy if it's within their budget and they don't already have a set of heart-shaped cookie cutters. That's on my list. Great. Because like basically you can turn anything into Valentine's Day treat with your cookie cutters. Yes. From fruit to Rice Krispies to brownies to puff pastry. It's like if I was going to tell you to buy any one product, I wouldn't even have you spend money on sprinkles. Like if you get a set of nesting heart cutters, then like cheese and crackers can become Valentine's themed. English muffin pizzas, like so it just makes everything fun and easy pancakes i love it we'll link to a a set that i love in show notes speaking of other chocolate things to make i think the valentine's day could be a really fun time and this is especially true for older kids to do like a swiss roll cake the cake girl okay talk to me say okay Hear me out here. I'm going to link to my recipe on the kitchen, which I think is really easy. And it's like looks harder than it actually is. You're basically baking a, a brownie, a very thin one that cooks quickly. You roll it up while it's still warm in a clean kitchen towel. And that's like the hardest part of it. You can use store-bought frosting to fill it, or you can use the frosting recipe that I recommend in the recipe that we'll link to. And then you could just, after you do that and re-roll it, you could just dust it with powdered sugar, or you can do the like chocolate plus shortening or coconut oil 
and glaze it. Coat it like and get like a what are they called? Yo ho hos, yo yos. What are they yes, called? Yes, a ho ho, <laughs> a Swiss cake roll. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it sounds delicious. I know how much you care about making sure that everything we recommend truly is easy. Yes. So let's go with it. I'm just saying, like, if you want something that's a little bit higher effort, like you guys are doing a fancy family meal or whatever that might look like, and you want to do something that's a little bit more elevated, that's the thing I would recommend. I wouldn't be like, oh, make temper chocolate and make chocolate bars. I also think that this could be a great one if you have a tween or a teen who likes to cook or bake. Yes, exactly. I think that would would be great too. Yes. Like I could see Oliver. I could see Oliver doing it. Isaac has a friend who loves baking and has taken a baking class. And it's like a really simple one that like would make them feel like a cake master because ultimately it's really easy, but it looks really cool and pretty. It's very impressive. Yes. And there could be a fun thing where like you make the Swiss cake roll recipe and then you buy the ho-hos or the Swiss cake rolls and like also taste test against them. That's fun. A little bit, right? Um, Okay. We talked about truffles already. I was very much inspired in a good way by the sprinkles truffles in Parents Magazine. You can make them milk or dark chocolate truffles at their core are just chocolate and heavy cream you set the mixture in the fridge scoop it and roll it and then you can roll it in anything and like for kids doing sprinkles would be really great we will link to some of my favorite chocolate sprinkles in the show notes because i do think that the quality of chocolate sprinkles matters for their taste like chocolate jimmies are very waxy and they don't taste very good uh so spending a little bit more and getting really good Chocolate sprinkles might be one way to elevate your Valentine's Day. Too. I also found a really fun chocolate strawberry truffle recipe mm. that I liked because instead of rolling the truffle, which is what's traditional, yeah. again, you pull out that small heart-shaped cutter and you just cut out heart shapes. And then they were dusted with dehydrated strawberries that were pulverized. So like a strawberry powder. It reminded me of, we shared a reel recently where we made cocktail rimming sugar out of dehydrated fruit. And it was the same sort of idea and it was really pretty. So that might be for like, I don't know, like it feels a little more sophisticated maybe. I'm going to need that link right away. Yeah. (laughs) They're very cute. In the same vein of truffles, this is like on my to to make list because I haven't made them in so long. I'm probably going to butcher saying them. Brigadeiros. Brigadeiros. Yeah. Brigadeiros. Brazilian Brigadeiros. They're delicious. Okay. They're like making a truffle. Yeah. And they're not that hard. It's that you have to stir them for quite a while to get the right consistency. But it's like sweet and condensed milk, chocolate. And then it's like rolls just like a truffle. And they're mind-blowingly delicious. Delicious. And that's like a nice like something that's a little less traditional like a truffle and gives you an opportunity to like maybe do Brazilian food for dinner or something. It's like a, an introduction I love it. into a different cuisine. Last thing, I just want to shout out Rice Krispie Treats one more time. <laughs> do it! That's it. That's the whole that's So the whole my thing. big thing about Rice Krispie Treats is my entire family agrees that using Cocoa Krispies is superior. I love a Cocoa Krispie, but I also like ride or die for just straight up. I I don't hate that. I'm just telling you that like the other day I couldn't find Cocoa Krispies and the choice 
was regular Rice Krispies or Cocoa Pebbles. And everybody agreed that we weren't sure it was the right choice, but we picked Cocoa Pebbles instead. And I haven't made them yet. I haven't, haven't them made them yet. yet. <laughs> the I, yeah, I would say like oh, any cereal. We've definitely done them with um, regular Fruity Pebbles. Yes. So good. Uh, Cheerios, like eat Honey Nut or Frosted Cheerios. Womp, womp. Listen. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you've got a, what about? Frosted Cheerios. Have, yes. Okay. Frosted, frosted Cheerios. Cheerios. Quick, quick, quick side note. My new jam. So good, right? They're so good. They're like Lucky Charms without the marshmallows. Yes. Which is, by the way, worse because the marshmallows are the good part. <laughs> but like if you but I think they're really, really good. I'm really happy with frosted Cheerios. Okay. <laughs> One other idea, which I know you're gonna be on board with, Oreos cereal. We recently bought a box of like the Oreos O's and it's half eaten in our pantry. I want to turn it into Rice Krispie treats. And my BFF Patty Catalano has a whole thing of like Rice Krispie treats on kitchen, including a cookies and cream Rice Krispie treat. Oh, that would be Isaac. right up your alley. That might be what you're see. This whole episode was just to get you to what you're making Isaac for. Yes, totally, totally. Okay, before we leave, I just want to shout out a couple of other ideas. Our wonderful admin, Randy, is making heart shaped pizzas with her kids, and I think that's such a really cute Classic. idea. Like buy store bought pizza dough. You can even cut the pepperoni into hearts with a pair of kitchen shears. It's very fun. Or stamp it out but please don't pay for a heart-shaped pizza from domino's this is my favorite in case people didn't hear the story give us the abri abridged version i my know you've shared were it before very young and i was like this is going to be such a huge win i'm going to order the heart-shaped pizza from domino for valentine's day it was the tiniest freaking pizza and it was like 24 dollars <laughs> from domino's it wasn't even good quality pizza like crap pizza <laughs> I can still hear the Ajita in your I voice. Still, it <laughs> like draws it back. I'm like, what? Is that how you feel about that when you ordered the pink pineapple and it was so expensive and it was just <laughs> one? It's Even the same thing. The I'm just like pineapple anymore. How was I because... bamboozled in such a way? <laughs> I was so bamboozled. <laughs> hey. Made great Instagram content. It was wonderful. <laughs> and look how much we've used it as content here on Janita's video. Okay. okay. I have this is maybe like a little bit You're more. You're like, one more thing. One more thing. Effort. You're billing this. Throw some more savory ideas out here because okay. I love sweet treats, but like maybe people don't want to do sweets for Valentine's Day. I have a recipe for like a cheese cracker, like a cheese it on kitchen. And we've definitely done that in the past and cut it with the heart shaped cutters. And that's really fun. A little, it only requires a food processor. It's definitely like high effort in there, like a Swiss cake roll. Gougeres, which my notes Love document Gougere. updated to call them gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> Gougeres um, would be really fun. Again, a little bit higher effort thing to make, but a little higher effort, but so much easier than you think. Yes. And if you're like up for making gougeres, maybe like, maybe you make cream puffs for Valentine's yes. Day. Because it's the same, the pat dough is the same. The the cream puffs just get filled with cream and covered with, or not cream, but pastry cream and get covered with chocolate. Whereas gougeres at the end, you fold in a bunch of cheese, which obviously we're big fans of. 
Okay, Stacey, I'm sorry. I've bogarted this whole episode. No, I love it. I love Valentine's Day, but I know that you have some awesome ideas I, for our listeners. Listen, we had some overlap, but I'm going to quickly go through a couple of quick things. One is that while you have your heart shaped, this is so weird, <laughs> where you have your heart shaped cookie cutter out, if maybe you have older kids and you're not going to bake anything super cutesy, but you guys are all obsessed with your dog, <laughs> like I am. <laughs> How about making a dog treat? Oliver and I together made up a recipe for pumpkin peanut butter flax dog treats that we cut into little hearts. And Oliver just thought it was the most fun thing. We did it over quarantine and we've done it one other time since. And Ziggy really likes them. And I don't know. It was just like a really fun, it's cute terribly thing to cute do. And I love it. I co-sign it. Okay. okay. So another thing you can do with your um, hearts, I mentioned using them on puff pastry, but if you want like something that feels like slightly more elevated, like for a family dinner, but doesn't take any work at all, cut hearts out of puff pastry and then spread a little Nutella and top with like bake them, spread a little Nutella, put them back in the oven for just a little bit and then top with fresh strawberries. It's really delicious and it's super, super easy mostly just store-bought stuff. And I'll link to a video that shows you how to do it. We talked about chocolate-covered fruit pops. Another fruit idea is to like slice apples. You know how people used to make those like apple quote-unquote donuts? Yes. Instead of cutting like a hole in the middle, you can use the heart-shaped cookie cutter and then just make little apple sandwiches, which I thought were really cute if you have younger kids at home and you yes. like, I don't know. I remember there were days when Oliver was really little where I wanted like everything throughout the whole day to be like right? cute and festive. So that's a way to turn like a fruit or like a regular snack time into something cute. And then the same with like fruit heart kebabs. We'll put links for all of this um, where you take like melon or strawberries or whatever, and just cut out little hearts and put them on a stick. Um, I thought that was really cute. We didn't talk about bark. Ooh, I can't believe we didn't talk about yeah, bark. But bark is a really, really great one. And I found something that's really fun on Wilton's site that we're going to link to that's slightly more involved where you layer the bark. Okay. It's really still so dead easy. But if you watch that video and you're like, yeah, that's cute. And no, thanks. I'm not going to pull out a (laughs) piping bag. I totally get it. Just like pour the chocolate on a sheet pan and throw pretzels or Valentine's Day candy, like conversation hearts or whatever on them. It's very, very easy. Another like family dinner idea. There's a lot of recipes on the internet for three ingredient chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. but that's like really nice too. And it can be low effort. Like it's not going to be that super luxurious, like beautiful proper mousse, but it does the job. It's super tasty and it's really easy. We're going to link to one that I found that's a little bit silly. It's on tasty, but it's made with marshmallows. And I thought that was fun. Again, thinking about like tweens or a kid who likes to be in the kitchen with you. It's like almost sciency to take marshmallows and end up with like a chocolate mousse like dessert. Yes. Right. And then there are also those like party snack ideas. Like maybe you're going to watch a movie or do something fun at home the weekend before. I found a recipe for red velvet puppy chow that I thought was fun. And there's a lot of recipes for Valentine's Day popcorn. 
where you take popcorn and then some people coat it with white chocolate and throw in conversation hearts or sprinkles. There's a lot you can do. We'll link to a recipe that looks cute, but again, you can just look it up and it's like really simple. Kids can help you do it. Always cake mix cookies are really simple, yes. right? And if you get a strawberry cake mix, they come out pink, which is festive for Valentine's Day. Sorry, I forgot. This was on my list. There's a great recipe. It's not a cake mix cookie, but it's like an, another like easy cookie, but you put marshmallow, frozen marshmallows in the middle and it makes like a hot cocoa cookie. <gasps> That's adorable. And I then love you can that. include like fun festive sprinkles just to throw that out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so speaking of cookies, I once did a story for parents and it's still on their site. We'll link to it where I stamped sugar cookies. So there's a sugar cookie recipe, but you can also just buy plain unfrosted sugar cookies or a sugar cookie mix at the supermarket. And then I took like letter stamps and used red food dye and just made like basically like conversation heart cookies. But you don't have to like write out a whole sentence because that would be a little labor intensive, but just like L-O-V-E or, you know, whatever other like cute little messages. And that's another fun one to get the kids involved where maybe they make a conversation cookie for, you know, the other parent or their sibling. It's just like a fun, cute way to get kids in the kitchen. Two other things. I did find these adorable chocolate love bug cupcakes that I'm going to link to. But what it made me realize is that if you want to do something a little bit more involved and super cute, we always talk about store-bought icing. I find fondant hard to work with personally, but like, I know some people like making marshmallow fondant Mm -hmm. and it's a little like easier. Much easier. Right. So fun. And tastier, honestly. Right. So like if you're a fondant person, marshmallow fondant is like a fun project if you want to go that route. But also you can use like cookie cutters to make, you know, to cut things out. And then you don't have to worry about like elaborate frosting or anything like that. That can be fun. The ones I found make these little ladybugs. So it's cool because the wings, you just cut out two big shapes. It's like not very complicated and they come out very cute and you can call them love bugs. You talked about a Valentine's Day cookie house. To me, I feel like that sounds... You were talking about it for Halloween. You did one for Halloween. I don't think I'd ever make one for Valentine's Day. Okay, so on Super Make It, who um, she was actually a guest on Didn't I Just Feed You, like does the most adorable kids crafts. Again, this is a little bit more high effort, but she has on her site uh, Valentine's Day cookie houses and she uses chocolate graham crackers, like oh, store-bought cute. ones. Okay, like I can get behind pricing, that. Right, yeah. like that's a little bit easier, but that's more in the project area. And one other cute thing that I just couldn't resist, and this could be something that you put in a lunchbox or just you have like on the side of an after-school snack, Cupid's arrows where you take pretzel rods, like the thin, smaller ones. And then you take little gummy candies, red gummy candies, and you cut them. So it looks like a little heart at the tip of like Cupid's arrow. And they're very cute. So we have a little link, a tutorial. Yeah. I bet you can even find heart shaped gummies, right? Yeah. Right. Probably. I already have like bought some Valentine's candy. (laughs) Did you really? I did notice that it's in there. Like there it's showing up. Yes. So guys, tons and tons of ideas. 
And we're really going to link to all of them. So whether it's our own recipe or something that can serve as inspiration, we've mentioned when we'll link to a recipe, but also like there are a thousand versions and you can just do a quick search online. So visit the show notes. It's Please. a treasure trove. And then also if you're in our community, we know yes. you're going to have tons of ideas. We hope that you'll you'll have already joined us in the listeners community, but if not, know that there's a free area at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community, or if you want those bonus episodes, like the one we mentioned about parenting and other goodies, join our supporting community. And hey, if you just want to stay in touch with us, you can do that there or follow us on Instagram. We are at didn't I just feed you. You can also sign up for our newsletter. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're already a subscriber, leave us one of those ratings or reviews. All the hearts to you all for Valentine's Day. They bring us joy, which is what this episode was all about. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Getzik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.